Football on Off the Ball. With Sky, proud partner of our women's national football team. Out Believe together and we can go anywhere. Right, it is Thursday Night Football on a Friday night with John Giles. John, good evening to you. How are you? I'm okay, Chair. Good to talk and to yourself? you. I'm very well. Thanks very much. I haven't been on with you for a while. It's just like old times. It's great. <laughs> Uh, and plenty to talk about it's, um, it's a really interesting weekend of fixtures I actually wanted to start on a couple of the managers who are in a bit of trouble at the moment um, so Brendan Rodgers last night in the aftermath of the Man United game said some stuff that would suggest he's not very happy and clearly he hasn't been happy with the, the, with the board uh, yeah. so this weekend he's got a big game at Brighton on Sunday Aston Villa are playing Manchester City on Saturday and then after that their next fixture is against each other it's Rodgers and Gerrard and there's going to be a lot of talk about these two over the next week or so because they're both in a sticky situation so let's start with Brendan Rodgers Uh, were you surprised at how strong his comments were last night after his team got beaten? No I wasn't surprised at all in fact I think they could have been stronger uh, because he's come out and said like before the season started I think the owners were saying look we don't have any money uh, and we won't be buying any players. And as we know, he's lost one of his best players um, to Chelsea. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I think Brandon is a very in a very very awkward position that a lot of managers get into, and they can't say it publicly. Do you know what I mean, Jar? Yeah. Whereas I, I think Brandon, I think Brandon has done a fantastic job at Leicester, and and they told me that we've we've no money. Uh, you know they'd have to sell players now when you're in a position as manager in that position that's really really trouble big trouble Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Brendan said right I'm out of here because I think he's also on to get the sack Chair. he is yeah you know uh, like now he might have a contract where he he doesn't want to do that and get paid up that could be the position but I think in the long run uh He's, he's no chance. And, and it's the same, similar situation that Scott Parker was in. You know, Scott Parker at Bournemouth. It sounded like Scott Parker was daring the board to sack him afterwards. And their statement when they sacked him wasn't the usual, oh, we wish Scott all the best. It was like, look, everybody has to be on the same page. Nobody can come in here and tell us what to do the way Scott Parker yeah. was doing it. So yeah. they had definitely, yeah. they'd broken up. Oh, they broke, but, he, but I'd, I'd, I'd be on Parker's side on that. I think he talked, like, don't forget, he performed a miracle getting them up last year. And, and what, what he, I believe, was saying, look, we have to improve the team if we're going to stay in the, in the Premiership. And I think there was a, a, the director of football, which is usually in all these clubs, and, and said, no, we have to go with what we have. Right? Again, I think he was in a position where he would have been better off saying, well, Thanks very much, but uh, I can't work under those conditions. Because they said it wasn't a 9-0 defeat at Liverpool that got him sacked. It was, he was being cheeky, more or less. Pretty much, yeah. You know, like, what, what did he expect? For him to say, yeah, no money, we're not going to bend your blood, I've just got you up, but we're not going to try to improve. You know? Now, as you said, I think he might have hung on to get a, get a payoff in, in that situation. But it wouldn't be short of a few, Bob, Jerry, you know? No, I, I do wonder about the, the next job is obviously in, in everybody's head when you're a manager. Um, you know, we, we David Myler on today and he said he was doing his coaching badges and the first 
thing that they say to you when you're doing your coaching badges is you're going to get sacked. Every manager gets sacked at some point. So I'm sure if you're in one of those jobs at the moment, you have a little eye always on, well, what's going to be next if I get sacked? Do you think Scott Parker is is uh, somebody who's done himself any favours with the next ownership or is that the type of thing that gives them pause for thought when they're hiring you? Um. Well, it, it, there's two ways of looking at it, Jerry. He did get them promotion yeah. without spending any money. So anybody that's, that, that's any, mani- any, sorry, any club would have to look at him and, and say, regardless of how he fell out with the directors, because they didn't back him, but he did get them promotion without spending any money. It was, I mean, that's a miracle job. And after that, you're, you're, you, if, if the, the board are not backing you when you go into the premiership, then you're in trouble before you start. But what they're saying was that it, 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 it wasn't because he was saying that, uh, because they got beaten and that and didn't do well. He, he was being cheeky, more or less. That's what we're saying because he was he was he was he was kicking up about what have we got to do? You know, we we got to we got to buy new players if we want to last in the Premiership. Yeah. So they sacked him for being cheeky, is not, there... for, not for the results, which is which is most unusual. Because what they'd, they'd expect, and I think it's happened over the past in manage, managerial situations, managers can't say anything. You know, they're not, they're not a, even though things are wrong. Look, Brendan Rodgers is saying a few things at the moment. Now, it might get to the stage where they say, right, Brendan, you have to go. We're not, we're not, we're not putting up with this cheek. You know, that, that could easily be the situation. But when, when, when they're not spending the money, the owners in the club don't like the manager. Actually, just totally dislike him for telling the truth. You're not supposed to point it out. Yeah. So, like, like, and he's only protecting himself. I think Scott Parker. You know, he's saying to 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 to, to the football community, uh, I've no chance in this job. I'm not being backed to do it. And that's that's, that's why I think a, a, a club who who are, are desperate for a manager, a good manager, could go from. Okay. And Brandon, well, if, that, if he did the same thing. Well, yeah, that's it, right? So Rogers was saying our target is 40 points. You know, this is a, a group who nearly qualified for the Champions League, who's won the FA Cup, mm. who um, have, have overachieved, you would say, in, in recent seasons. Uh, is is Rogers daring the board to sack him a little bit as well? Or do you think they can work this out from here? Um, I, think it, I think it could well be looking to be sacked. I wouldn't be surprised because his comments are quite, quite um, hard in relation to most most managers. Most managers have to put up with it, you know. Yeah. But I think Brandon, like Brandon, Brandon has been in the game a long time, a very long time, uh, Jer, to know what's going on. In other words, if he says nothing, and they won't back him, right, and they're, and and are relegated, which they could be relegated, as we know, then other clubs will say, well. He's done a good job up to a point, but he got he got relegated. You know, yeah. yeah you so don't. Jeff, you, I think if he if he if he if he left if he left now, I don't think. He, let's put it this way: there's always clubs in trouble, Jeff. And him with his background and record, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be far off getting getting another job if he wanted to, and maybe make his own conditions before he goes in. That's the problem managers have because if once. Like once a club is, is sacked a manager, they have about a hundred applicants for the job, and these applicants will be a bit desperate. They can't make the conditions that they would want to do the job, right? But but Brendan, 
has done a good job. I mean, he won the cup with Leicester. He's kept them up there. They haven't. They spent very little money, and he knows he's in the game. The writing's on the wall for Brendan, in my opinion. Yeah. Because they're not going to buy players, and he, and he's in trouble already. So, if if you're thinking about it, all those points you made, right? I just want to to bring in Graham Potter to this, right? So Graham Potter is two years younger than Brendan Rodgers but at the moment all the conversation around Graham Potter is wow what a progressive young manager he is you know still yeah. entering the peak years of his life whereas actually what, what I think maybe people are in, in the short term nature of football it's like oh Rodgers is really he's struggling a bit there but actually like Brendan Rodgers might be doing a brilliant job at the moment at Leicester under the circumstances and, oh, yeah. and these two managers aren't that different really are they? Well I think I think Brendan has done a little bit more than Graham Potter. Graham Potter's doing a great job and they're selling players as well. You know, they've sold four or five players for a lot of money over the last couple of years and he's still doing it. He's fantastic. You know, now, but, but what, what, what he would be hoping for, I think, is that one of the clubs, bigger clubs than he's in, uh, might sack a manager and he'd be in for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because all clubs, I mean, all clubs are not going to be doing well. Uh, so, like if you if you were a club like like Leicester for example actually have more resources uh, than than Potter's club uh, would he go to them you know would they want they I'd say they would want him but would he get the conditions that's the thing that he would require but mm. the thing is though yeah he's not getting the conditions at um, uh, Brighton because they're selling players and he's performing miracles you know what I mean. Like what could what could happen there and happens in football, they start losing a few matches. Right? And next thing he's under pressure. You've you really know, he's gotta get out where the going is going is good. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you like like Brendan, I, uh, unless unless they want to pay off Jer. You know? Like Brendan might think, Well, I'm not gonna ask for, uh, to, to get away, I'm not gonna resign. Because I've got a two years left on my contract, I want to get a payoff before I go. And I, I think anybody that's doing that in football man, is wrong because they're losing their reputation and they're losing the possibility of getting a better position if and when they're, they're, they're not working. Sure. Yeah, the one, the one thing is, Eddie Howe does have a, a relegation on his CV, but he took a good bit of time out of the game and, and waited for an opportunity and obviously has a, an opportunity now where there's loads of money, um, you know, and we can talk about the, the wrongs of where that money comes from anytime. Uh, just to, to bring Stephen Gerrard into all this, right? Yeah. Um, do you think he's going to survive as the Villa manager? Because the, the mood around Birmingham is pretty toxic at the moment. Well, he, he, he's under pressure. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, like, the Villa crowd are noted for their impatience. Gerrard. You know, uh, that's what I've been told. Anyway, the Villa crowd are very, very hard to please, and he hasn't made a good start. So they're, they're, they're giving him the slow hand clap coming off the pitch now, but it's very, very early days. I mean, he's only just taken over the job, uh, and he, he's he's had a couple of bad results, like all all, all managers have at some stage. Um, so you'd have to give him a chance. But that, that's my 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 take on it. But the supporters can be very, very, very forceful in their way to get rid of a, a, a manager. I think I think the start has been disappointing. But if you look at Manchester United, they've won three matches on the bounce, and and they the, the, that new manager is getting terrible stick. 
but but it's changed a bit now. He's 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 up, he's up the table in that. I, I think it'd be too early, in my opinion, to get up to 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 sack Gerard. But the crowd t- need a few good results to get off his back. Yeah, here. yeah. But that's football. You know, you get you get it all the time. I mean, the, the, if you look at Notts Forest, for example, I think at Christmas last year, they were at the bottom of the table. But they stuck with the manager, and he's done a great job. He's got the promotion, you know, and he's got a hard job. It's, it's a very, very difficult job. Like, you could lose, have a bad time, like West Ham, for example, have made a bad start. Dave, David Moyes will be under, under pressure. That's the way it works. But I think, what, what they, to go back to the, the original... Uh, talk that we were having, Jerry. If if Brandon Rogers is in the position he's in, and he's in a very very delicate position, he's already been told they don't have any money to spend, and his reputation at stake. It could well be that, that the best thing he could do, while his reputation is still good, is to say, "I'm sorry, but I can't put up with this situation. I'm out." Yeah, and he wouldn't have to wait that long. Another club is going to be in trouble, Jerry. Well, Villa, West Ham, you know, any of those jobs could be up in the next three or four months, depending on results, in the next three exactly. or four weeks. So you're better, you're better quitting with your, with your reputation intact, whereas if Brendan stays on for another two or three months there and it goes the way it's going, it could be sacked. So he'd be less likely to get the West Ham job if David Moyes is sacked. It's a, it's a tough game, Jer. Management, you know, it's a tough game because somebody has to be at the bottom of the table, and uh, you know, like in, in, in Graham Potter's situation, I think he's, he's performed miracles. And certainly, I think, for example, if Leicester, if, if, if Rogers did go, he'd be one of the main targets that they would have, along with one or two or three other clubs. Sure. Yeah, and like we're, it's so early in the season. You know, there's five games played, and the difference between. Brighton and Leicester is is nine points, and they could easily make that up over the course of the next thirty three games. And you wouldn't be terribly surprised if Leicester and Brighton finish side by side, given the the quality of players yeah. in both teams. But we, we do know that, uh, and particularly because the first decision has been made, because Scott Parker provoked the board into sacking him, there'll be a rush. I think there'll be more managers sacked early this year than in previous years because bigger money has been spent in the transfer window, but also. Once one team starts sacking managers, everybody else starts to get a little bit uh, trigger finger yeah. itchy on that. And yeah, well, miracles, miracles are expected, you see, from the owners. Yeah. You know, miracles are expected. And as you say, you have to have somebody near the bottom of the table. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation. But that's why I'd say with Brendan Rodgers, I mean, I don't know, there could be some managers near the top of the table could go. But I think in Brendan Rodgers' situation... And Graham Potter, but uh, but particularly Roger's situation, that his reputation is very good, and the signs are because he, he's not going to be backed by the board, he could be one to go, and and his reputation would be ruined, you know. Whereas if he got out now, the, the, he'd, the, he'd be looked at as a manager who got out, uh, saw things weren't being done the way they should be done. Yeah, but his reputation is intact. It's funny, isn't it? It's all about the perception. Uh, uh, to go back to Potter, you know, really young manager, doing excellent work. He's basically the same age as Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers has, like, you know, managed Liverpool to nearly win the league, has uh, managed Leicester to nearly qualify for the Champions League. And that's, um, that's all excellent and I'm, stuff. I'm won the cup with them as well, Leicester. And, and had a great time at Celtic, like, when it wasn't easy. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it, but it, the reputation soon goes. You know, if 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 he's not being backed by the board, which he obviously isn't, because the board said it themselves, they, they they're not they're not in the transfer market. They've let one of the best players go. Well, that that's that's a big warning for for a manager. Like he's selling me best players, and I'm not getting players in. You know, to to repair. That's it's it's a recipe for disaster. So the manager has has a a choice: Do I get out now? And tell them I can't put up with this, or do I hang on and get a pay payoff? But I, I, I would I would suggest getting out is your best bet because I think Brendan will get a job because of the other clubs in trouble along the way. Yeah, no, I, I can totally see how that would happen. And obviously, as I was saying, they play each other. It's uh, September the third, so that's so that's this week. Um, so Villa play Man City obviously tomorrow, and Brighton yeah. play Leicester, and then they play each other the following week. And you can guarantee that people are going to be talking about swapping of jobs or uh, certainly if Brendan Rodgers was available, would, would Villa want him? And um, I think the clock is ticking on, on Steven Gerrard, so he's going to have to get a win soon. And it's unlikely it's going to come against Manchester City. But certainly they would be looking at that Leicester game going, oof, that's all of a sudden a must-win game. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it, it happens every year, Jerry. You know, even at the start of the season. Uh, and it, it's usually because... In my opinion, directors or own owners do expect miracles. There's no doubt about that. that. Look at what we're doing. We haven't done this. We should be up there. And all the clubs, in my experience in football, directors or owners, think they should be up there. Although they don't have the resources to do it, they think they should be up with Manchester United and Manchester City, who have the big resources. So managers are treated very, very badly. I mean, in, 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 in Potter, Potter's case... I mean, he's performed miracles, and yeah. he's continuing to do so. Despite, I think it's the last two years, they've signed five of, uh, sorry, sold at least five of the main players here, and that's what Brandon Rogers has been told. We haven't got money to buy players, so you have to put up with it. It's. Um, but does he have to put up? You see, that's that's that he has the choice. It's a tricky. He can say sorry, but I can't. I can't continue to do that. You, you really have to back yourself to resign, don't you? You've got to make that decision. You know what? Somebody's going to come along with a better, better position, a better, well-run club, and I'm going to be happy to take that gig. Oh, definitely, definitely. If if the club is not looking after you, and they're not, definitely not looking after Brendan, they, they they're told him no money to sell, no so no money to buy, and they've sold a couple of their best players. Um, I mean, they've sold a player for 80 million, haven't they, to centre back? And I think they're buying somebody for 15 million. 15, yeah. You know, how do you value a player, Jer? You know, <laughs> like if somebody's prepared to buy 80 for yours and you're, you're, you're replacing that with a 15 million pound player, well, you'd want to have great scouting, absolutely great scouting, to be able to, 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 to replace. An eighty million player with a fifty million pound player. Yeah, yeah. And, and Brendan knows that. And the, the, and, and the second thing there, Jerry, he mightn't be in charge of the transfers. It doesn't seem that way. It certainly doesn't. He doesn't look like he's um, he's been in charge of that. Off the ball. Anthony, Anthony, and Anthony. That would be the front three for Manchester United: Martial, Alanga, and Anthony. I've laughed or sucked off. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Uh, the, the one last thing on this as well is that like in previous years you might have been happy enough that the three promoted teams are more than likely going to go straight back down but the, the promoted teams one of them is gone you'd say fairly fairly quickly it's, it's obvious that that's a team that's trying to 
maybe establish themselves over a three or four year period. But Fulham look decent. They look a bit lively. And then Nottingham Forest have made a massive investment. They brought in 19 players. And so maybe that goes pear-shaped because you can't settle them all in or whatever. But they're at least putting their money where their mouth is and they're trying to stay up. So it's no guarantee that Leicester won't get caught into a relegation battle this year. Oh, no, Leicester in... You mean Leicester now? Leicester yeah, in a, yeah. In a, in a, in a, well, at least now as far as they've had a go for the manager. Yeah. You know, they are spending a few quid. You know, they, 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 they don't, uh, the other two promoted teams, Jer, haven't actually spent. Now, the, Fulham are in a good position in, in relation to to um, some of the other teams that have been Bournemouth, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but but Forrest, to be fair to them, the owners have backed him with money. 145 million Forrest have spent. You know, just, uh, yeah, it's a lot of they, cash. Yeah, it's a lot of cash, and they, they haven't made a great. Well, they made a, a reasonable start, but at least they've given a chance. Whereas Bournemouth, they're saying to 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 Scott Parker, "We've got no money. We're not going to buy players, so you have to put up with it." Uh, and he said, "Well, I, I I told you we needed more money to stay up." Because he did a miracle. Yeah. Performed a miracle getting them up last year. Yeah. So, but they didn't say, they didn't say, uh, well, we're sacking you because you were cheeky. Uh, Or as a result at uh, Liverpool. They're sacking you because you've gone public and saying that we need players. and That's why they sacked him. Yeah, you can't tell the truth. He was getting too big for his boots, you know. Um, I want to move on and talk about um, a couple of the other big teams uh, to Chelsea and Manchester United. If anybody wants to get involved, 53106 is the text number. Football and Off the Ball is brought to you by Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, EFL, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports. Uh, Manchester United have had two scratchy 1-0 wins since they beat Liverpool. Exactly the type of performances that they needed to back up the performance or certainly exactly the type of results they needed to back up the performance and result against Liverpool. What have you made of them since that Liverpool game, John? Well, they've won three on the bounce, Chair. And it, it, this is a big job that uh, Van Ten Hag has taken over. Uh, I, I, and he's good for problems to solve. I think one of the biggest problems he had was Ronaldo. Ronaldo said from the start he wanted to go. Right? Now, in my opinion, he should have said, right, well, off you go. Get out. He hasn't. But he sort of controlled him. I mean, he has him on the bench... He hasn't played him. Uh, I think the, the team have improved uh, spirit-wise and all the things that you need to be winning matches, Chair. So I think he has them under control in, re- in relation to the other players. I mean, Ronaldo will be a very, very influential uh, person in the, in the dressing room. And at the start of the season, he, he, he was taken off at halftime and went home. You know, he can't, he can't run a club a team like that, Chair, you know. Now I think he's got a he's got a grip of him now, and you can see I think you can see the spirit on the pitch. So it does take time. There's no doubt for any new manager to come into a club like Manchester United and and turn it round. But he has won three on the bounce now, which means he gets the crowd off his back. It, it, it's a, it's an improvement, and they should go on to be better. Now I I think, Jer, uh, but it, but it's not easy. It's never easy taking over Manchester United in the position that they were in. But he looks like he's getting a grip of the job now. And that's what you have to do. The, it, looks, it looks better. Yeah, it, does, it looks much better. The, the 1-0 away wins, like, OK, it's, it's at Southampton and it's at Leicester. And back in the day, you chalked Man United in for automatic victories on those mm. games. But actually, you can't do that anymore, you know? Like, I know we're, we're talking about Leicester and the difficulties they've had, but... Uh, yeah. 
But you still... can't, Jeremy. Don't, don't forget, it's only a few weeks ago where they were beaten 4 0 at Brentford. Manchester United. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So, so there has been progress made. He's actually won three matches. Well, that's a start to get, to, to get on the go. At least he's done that. You know, he's made a few changes to the team. He's brought a couple of players in. But at least they've got a spirit now. You know, they didn't, they didn't a few weeks ago. They had, no, they had nothing going for them. No. So it does, it does take time, Jared. It's a big job, United, as we know. Uh, and, but at least he's made a start. It's also very quickly become his changing room. And so he, he signed five or six players. There are five or six players from last season gone. There are a yeah. few leaders in the team who were most important, undroppable. Uh, Harry Maguire, the captain, and Ronaldo, who you say. Even Luke Shaw played almost every game last year. Yeah. He, he comes in, they don't play well, they get beaten 4-0. It's like, right, you had your chance. I gave you an opportunity. You got beaten 4-0 at Brentford. It's never happened in our history before. So off you go, you're not getting in the team. Yeah, it, it takes time. When, when you go into a club, like when I went into management force at West Brom, you have preconceived ideas about players because I'd played against the lads at West Brom for over 10 years. But I was amazed when I went. Some of the lads I didn't fancy at all actually were good. And some I thought were really good weren't good at all. So it, you have to play them. You have to, it takes a little bit of time, especially as a new manager, to come in. You actually have to see them. You know, can, can he do it? Can he not do it? And he had a big job to do going in there. So he's one three on the bounce. So it could be, and time will tell, Jer. Where that is a change for him. At least they've, they've showed a spirit. They've won matches uh, from a few, only just a few weeks ago. So it might be the start of something that's really, really good for Manchester United with this manager. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, it's obviously very early. Like, uh, yeah. there's, you know, they've, they've got Arsenal this weekend. Arsenal are playing really well. Arsenal could easily beat them. And that doesn't mean that he's a bad manager. It just might mean that Arsenal are slightly ahead of them at the moment. Yes, it takes time. He's only in a few weeks. No. It's only in a few weeks. It, 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 I think it takes about three to four months Jack, to really get to know what the players are like, what, what, what response you're getting, uh, players that you can get in. It's very, very early days, but it's encouraging in the last three matches they've got nine points. That's a biggie at the moment for him. Yeah, and it, it certainly changes the mood and the atmosphere. The, the ownership was the most important thing, apparently, when it came to Manchester United two weeks ago, now all of a sudden the fans are back talking about the team and the excitement. And it's funny how quickly that changes, isn't it? Oh, very much so. Well, if you go back to Ferguson's time, right, when they were winning everything, they were the same owners. There was nobody complaining about them then. Certainly a few, fewer protests than there were m most recently. Um, the other one that I wanted to ask you about was Thomas Tuchel and the situation he finds himself in. Obviously, the club changed hands because of the war in Ukraine. And uh, since the new owner, Todd Bowley, and his consortium have come in, they've been absolutely massive spenders. They spent £250 million and they were linked with another £250 million worth of players. It sounded like they weren't the usual links that they were genuine links because most of the stories that they were linked with early came through they did end up signing Aubameyang they did end up signing uh, Fofana so Tuchel is in the happy situation that he's got some credit in the bank with the Chelsea fans he won a Champions League and you know that's, that's history for the club it's only happened once before uh, the new owners didn't own the club when Thomas Tuchel won the Champions League so when you spend a quarter of a billion in one window there's a bit of pressure there well, there's the, yeah, well, 
there's pressure on every manager, chair, and some more than others, and he'd, he'd be one of them. But, but, but the question I always ask, has he bought the players? You know, you, this is what you've got to be very, very careful about. The new owners are coming in, and he's very high-profile, one of them anyway. Are, are they his choices? You know, because the manager, uh, in my opinion, should be in charge of comings and goings. They're his team. He has to, has to play. And uh, I'm not so sure that's the case. Uh, but, but, again, we'll wait and see. But I, I've, I've gone off him in the last few weeks with the episode uh, with Conte. Right. That's force. I thought he was totally in the wrong. And he's still going on about it, uh, that, that uh, it was just as much Conte's fault as, as his. And what he was saying at the, at the end of that match, Jer, was, you, you look, look, look me in your eyes when you're shaking my hand. I mean, do you ever hear anything so childish in all your life? And some of the comments he's made since, I think, I think it's something gone, gone wrong in his head. I mean, he spoke about the, the, the Leeds match when they were beaten 3-0 and uh, said they deserved to win that match, or words to that effect. You know, he's gone a bit odd. I think he's, I think he's a highly strung fella. Uh, but they've spent a lot of money, but you'd have to ask, and I, well, I keep asking, has he spent the money... Or have they, these been his choices, or have they been the director's choice in it? Because when you want to build a team, every manager has, has, has always is, is, has a, a dream, yeah, a dream team. This is what I need to do. This is what I need for that position. Now, if somebody else is buying the players in, you don't fulfill that vision, you know? Now, if they're buying top-quality players, but is Aubameyang going to be the nuisance he was at Arsenal or is he going to be the real deal for them? It's hard to know, right? Aubameyang, I think, probably was one of his signings because they do have a, a relationship from, from Dortmund and Aubameyang obviously fell out with Dortmund but that's after Tuchel had gone, apparently. Mm. So we'll, we'll see with that one. Like, there's a good yeah, chance. Yeah, we'll see. But, but generally speaking, when they're buying so many players uh, and people come in as the new owners and have the money, Ger, um most of the time, in my experience... They don't respect the manager's position. And they want but their own man, see. right? But again, we'll wait and see. Well, well they have their own opinion. Everybody's their own opinion about football, Jim. Yeah, especially if Everybody. you've spent 250 million. Yeah, well, exactly. That, that's their money. It's not Tuchel's money. That's the way they think of it. You know? That's, that's been my experience in football. Anyway. So you'd say the clock is ticking on Tuchel. This time. It feels like yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, straight away. And it seems kind of ridiculous because he did win the Champions League. Like, that's the bit where he's not yeah. going to get any credit for winning the Champions League because he didn't actually do it for this owner. No, not, and that's two years ago. That's a lifetime of football, Chair. You can see what's happened to, to, to Chelsea. It's, it, Chelsea in the last 12 months have, have changed dramatically. The ownership has changed. They're, they're spending a lot of money. Who's spending the money? Um... I, I I would guess that it's it's the the, the main owner there Top has owning, made the big yeah. choices with the players. Yeah, because saw... everybody has their opinion about football, Jer. Everybody. Uh, 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 that was my experience in management uh, with the with the, the directors and that. Everybody has their opinion on it. And if they're spending the money, it's their money. Yeah, it's it's, it's not Tuchel's money. You know that that's what I found in, in, in management. Like you could say, well, I want Joe Bloggs. He's at that my time. It might have been. 20 grand, 30 grand, right? And, and, and definitely at the board, it's say, well, I don't fancy him. 
found I found that myself. That was one of the experiences I found because uh, when, when we were looking for a player at um, at West Brom, when I was looking for a player, we didn't have any money, right? And then uh, there was a board meet later on, and I I I, I suggested a player, and uh, we we did have a, a few bob, but but the the thing was we didn't have any money, right? Yeah. So the, one of the directors came in to me the next day in the office, and he said, I think we should go for Joe Bloggs. And I'd say, well, what's the point? We've no money. He said, I think we could raise the money for him. Oh, yeah. Right? So I said, well, hang on a minute. If I fancy the player and you don't, we've no money. But if you fancy the player, we do have money. Now, that was my experience of it, and I think that happens in, in all clubs. And it could very well happen with Tuchel, because this guy's putting his own money into it. And he's very, very high profile. So I don't think he's going to Tuchel and saying, look, Joe Bloggs is available. Would you fancy him? Do you want him? I think Tuchel has been given the players. That's my take on it, anyway. He is very high profile. Like, uh, very high profile. Which is and I, now my experience in management and players in management in management chair... Everybody has a vision of what they want to do with the team, how they want the team to play. And the only way they can do that is getting in the players that you want, not the players that somebody else wants, because then your vision is gone. So, actually, to round this all back, you know, we were talking about managers who are under pressure and, and how long they're going to be in the job. You wouldn't be terribly surprised if, if Tuchel wasn't there at the end of the season. Well, again, he, he, he's, in, he's in his position. Do you know what I mean, Jer? He's probably been well paid. Do I put up with the job? Do I, do I go on principle? I'm not having this. I'm not going to go somewhere else. That, that's, that, that's up to him, you know? But, but a lot of managers I know have, have left because of the situation. That See, what's happened in football since my time? You have a director of football, Jer. Right? And the director of football is usually usually the director's director of football. He's not the manager's director of football. No, he's getting paid by the owners of the club. Exactly. So he is responsible to them. So when he's responsible to them, they get the players in that they want. But the manager, if it's not a good buy, takes the responsibility for it. And he can say, well, I didn't buy him. But he does, you don't hear any of the managers saying that. No. They just put up with it or they're sacked. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's happened. So when they introduced the director, there was no director of football in my day, right? But then they introduced the director of football because he was their director of football. Ferguson was, Ferguson was one of the, the, the good guys in that the, 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 the director that he had really did what Ferguson wanted. But what can happen to a manager who has a director of football, the, the, he's too, the, the, the player that he wants is too dear, doesn't want him, and the director of football is responsible to the directors, not to the manager. But then the manager, if teams go, things go wrong, he takes the responsibility for it. And the, the circle never ends. Um, and it never ends. John, yeah. It's a really interesting weekend of football. I hope you enjoy every second of it. Thanks a million for joining us this evening. Thanks, Chair. Great to talk to you again, John. Thanks. And you. And you, Jer. Bye. Cheers. Bye, take bye. care. Bye.
Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.